What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 67 of the Get Your Gear Out podcast. Bring you the hot takes, play stories, and spicy picks on New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by your Shirley Andrew Joyce Sarah, my Megan Cunningham, Alex Reach, and Marcellus Murdoch. Listen to the podcast right now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, show up also on Twitter at GetAGameOp. I thought said it's time to get your game on. What's good, everyone? So, How's everyone please. doing? So, I may have to kill Alex in a bit. I'm my Duke team right now. Why? What was Alex doing? Just Whatever you said, just made Alex left. Congratulations, Michael. You made Alex left. Bro? Yeah. I'm back. Actually, to be honest, did, did you leave because of what Michael just said? No, I I had to go lower the volume on the TV. Oh, okay, yeah. Smart man, smart man. <laughs> uh, even though Villanova can't win a game to save their life because of Eric Dixon, who plays like shit every year, Excuse me. Oh, you heard me. <laughs> They're now on the six-game winning streak. Zach Fremantle is a better player than Eric Dixon. Enough said. You, know, Adam. All seriousness, what we got on the show today? Come, all right, Michael. You want to know what we got on the show today? Yeah. Guess what? You were talking um crap about um about Villanova. Well, guess yeah. what? Myself, Alex, and myself, so we're going to do to Michael. Let's talk crap about the Cowboys. Woo! <laughs> First of Cowboys all, I got a lot of things to say about the Cowboys. I got a lot of things to say. The referees screwed us up, Adam. But the referee walk-on round was raised. Was crazy. No, that game there was There was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot of... Michael, let me do my introduction. There was Fuck a your lot introduction. of the wild card round. Some good matchups, some boring matchups, oh, but I think the headline of all was the matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. And I was watching this game. I watched all the games, and this game was just this game is crazy. But we're obviously gonna start off with the elephant in the room, and that was the very very controversial way that game ended, and there's two sides you can look at this from. You can blame the referee for um not like um for getting in the way and not giving them the Cowboys the ball all messed up. I get that because if the ref gives the um the ball to them cleanly there, if he gives the ball to them cleanly there, they would have like one second left. They would have at least had one play. They would have at least have have had one play. So I, so, so I can understand if you're a Cowboys fan, not being mad like with the officiating. But you've, uh, I, I'm gonna be honest, guys. That play call, that play call was up there in my opinion with uh Pete with Pete Carroll um not giving the ball Marshall Lynch. That play call was up there with um. Tony Romo fumbling uh, the snap. Whoa, whoa, that whoa, whoa, was whoa. an atrocious, atrocious play call. First of all, it was not an atrocious play call, first of all. 
It was. Let me explain. Hold up. Explain yourself. I'm a, first of all, I was watching that game the whole game. For a snap, the referee. Yeah, 14 did, seconds left. And A, you not only decide to, um, to you have Dak Prescott run the ball, but you have Adam run into a straight and shoot all the time on the clock. If you're going to have the a ref run the ref cannot ball, be in the way to, of a snap. Know, we like, all know slide. that. And base, Ad, let me ask you a question. In any sport, yeah. does the referee ever get in the way of the athlete's way in any play? Does a referee go for for a basketball? For example, does a referee go for a foul shot and block the getting away the foul shot? No, he doesn't. Thank you. In baseball, does the umpire block the pit block the batter from striking from hitting the ball? Try to hit no. the ball. It's the same thing in football. We in the in seventy like at least a hundred years of football. I never seen a referee try to block the snap. You, I wasn't trying to block. Come on, are you away. blind? Wait, he was right, wait. You're, you're saying that he was deliberately trying to cross no. the towers the game? No, I said it wasn't. He was in the way of it before we had the snap. If we say he was in the way, snap off, say he was in the way. Fine, I can't understand that snap. point. We could have got the snap off easily. Think you about it. Snap, it was at, three at the seconds same time, left. At the same time, you Think could get. It. Um, it was four seconds left on the play five when the snap was did. Dak had the football to um, the um to to the center. Um, I forget his name, but he had the ball to the center. He he should have had the ball straight to the referee. The referee has to hand the ball first. If Dak has the ball off to the referee, the referee places the ball. He doesn't get in the way. And but at least for an extra three seconds, that's all I should have said. If you're going to, if the referee got in the way, for for extra three. I, I got that. I I agree. He should, he should have had like what at. at I agree. There should have been like um one second left, but the, but at the same time. But you're not it, telling me, you are telling me, my friend, that the referee is not not should be responsible for for the Cowboys losing that game and because yeah, it's something to do with it. He has something to do with it, but I'm I, I gotta give a lot of the blame to the Dak and the Cowboys. Like, a no, it was not Dak. It was, not was, Dak. It was, a, it was call, the defense. And the B, defense. They completely mishandled um of giving the referee the ball. It's rule one: the referee. Has to touch the ball before he before um the the center does. It's it's, it's football one on one. Yeah, no one on one. But however, me and my friend Anthony Prada, who lives in Tina, have had the same talk. I believe here's the thing. We're in Dallas. We're in Dallas. We're at, we're at, we're at the AT and T Stadium, one of the biggest football stadiums in in the, in the NFL. We all can agree to that. You got at least 80,000 Texas uh, Cowboys fans that are reckless in there. I'm gonna be brief, Adam. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real act recognizes real, pimping. There are a lot of reasons why the Cowboys lost that game. There are a lot of reasons. One, their penalties kept killing them. First of all, both teams played like shit. The whole both teams played like shit. Let's just be real. The 49ers got lucky that they won because they play like shit at the end. We could agree, Adam. The 49ers play like shit and the Cowboys play like shit. Mm-hmm. We all could agree to that. Am I right, boys? They both play like shit. I mean, the, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was, a, I mean, both sides had a, the, the fair share of controversy. I mean, uh, uh, for example, like that, that game, like that, that, that play, like towards the end where, where the the 49ers are trying to climb up about the that play, like for example, I'll, I'll go to 49ers, 49ers props for this. 
that play before the fourth and inches one where they where the, um where that awful awful um uh false apparently that was just that was just an atrocious job. You can't you absolutely cannot take a false start there. You absolutely cannot take a false start there. But the play before that, I tweeted out like Kyle Shannon, that was one of the greatest play calls I've ever seen. That that play call was one of the greatest play calls I've ever seen. And then the um, what was it, Trent Williams, I believe. Then the false start penalty. That was just like a complete unknown get to go. They ultimately forced them before now. And I remember we were watching the game together, Michael. You heard me saying I th- I thought um it was the I thought the 49ers should have to even even if it was four of inches. Because if because if you go for it and and you miss, then Dallas has the ball at like what the forty at, at um at, um what their own forty. Mm-hmm. And they would only have to go six yards to get a touchdown if you. If you punt the ball, if you punt the ball, then you in the back and um to the oh the field position, and the defense just has to hold all Dak and the Cowboys' offense for thirty seconds. One hundred percent, brother. And the, and I will say this: when we talk about what the Forty Nineers did wrong on that drive where the Cowboys were rushing that field, the Forty Nineers played terrible defense. That that was so the they were just laying down completely. Alt ice of passes. They were not covering um the side of the field. They were not trying to keep um the Cowboys from getting out of bounds. They that th- that defense that the 49ers played like nearly cost them the game. I I mean like that that was just really really sloppy deep defense from um the 49ers there. and the and the 49ers they got lucky. They got they got lucky in this game because if. If that if they don't do that run play call, th- then they very the that they very like has a have a chance have a decent chance of getting into the end zone. Hundred percent, because they would have had at, at least one, if not two. Well, obviously, if um if the play call all worked, they have one second. They would have had one um they they would have, they would at least had one shot to um get into the end zone and like ultimately win the game. So also my takeaway from this guy from this game, guys, was it was a it, it, there was a lot. It was obviously a very exciting game, but aim, but I, obviously like like obviously I was not a step. I mean, the Fortnite played um, a decent game, but they didn't play an amazing game. And I don't I, I, and I, I don't know if I, I don't want to hit that towards our our wild card our division round predictions, but. Let me just say, if the 49ers play the way they did against Dallas, the way they play against uh, the Packers, they're going to be in for a rough time. That's all I'm going to say. We all know Packers are going to win in Green Bay. There's no shot. Yeah. I mean, Alex, Marcellus, you guys have been surprised by you want to give your thoughts on the Cowboys 49ers game and everything we've been saying. Don't let Alex say nothing. No, let, let, Alex. Al- let Alex go. Let Alex go. If he wants to be a hater, let him be a hater. Alex, I swear to God, if you disrespect any team besides, besides you can't, if, if you say anything about the Cowboys. Michael, if he disrespects your team, you can disrespect his team right back. No, I'm not petty. I'm not going to do that today. Because I know, he, let's just say, Alex, I will literally virtually smack this shit at you from this camera if I'm physically able to do it. <laughs> Continue. Just saying. Continue, Alex. 
Okay, let me start off by saying my adrenaline was pumping just like it was like an Eagles game like that. And it was definitely one of those games where I was nervous as hell that they would. Sorry about that. Um, they would um, definitely. Um, lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> um, I feel like they, they definitely had had the Dallas definitely had a chance of getting to the end zone with less than 15 seconds left. And I agree with Mike. They, they should have put a couple of seconds um, more because of the ref being in the way. I think it's just not fair for my perspective that they shouldn't be like that. And it definitely costs the game for Dallas, which they lost. And I it, I agree with Mike that the rule the rule should change that that like the ref shouldn't be able to be in that position with that amount of time. The the ref should just that the, the ref should just have have the ability to just stand there on the side and let the players do what they do to get the football ready to snap the ball. And in that perspective of that game, I just don't think that it's right for them to to end that game like what they did and I mean I know I hate Dallas with a passion but I still have heart of the game and this is just not a right circumstance I mean I, I, I mean I actually hit the nail on the head brother you hit the nail on the head I mean my sauce you, your turn <laughs> America's team man what happened Mike <laughs> you like call your cousin for a little bit Amer- America's team, man. What happened? Nah, but you better uh, than your Jets. <laughs> you're not talking about that, man. I'm a Jet fan. I had to say it. <laughs> but you, um, I mean, look, you guys knew the way the 49ers been playing the uh, last couple, last couple of games of the season that you know it wasn't. They got lucky. It, was, it wasn't. Nah, you can't say they got lucky. They got lucky. And because the Cowboys, Mike, the Cowboys do this every year, man. This should really just be a ritual at this point. First of all, we they always play great. We got screwed. They always play great. We got screwed. They always play great in the regular season. You know, everybody, all these Cowboy fans. I got a lot of things to say, but all these Cowboy fans, they, they always get their hopes up. But this has been happening we for a while, man. As long as, as long as Jerry Jones is still in that office, it's going to happen every year. That's the problem right there. McCarthy hey, is, Mike Can McCarthy is not a good coach. Can I kill my cousin right now? Can I physically kill a member Mike, of the party? Mike McCarthy is not a good coach. And this has been proven. This just goes to show. Better than Joe Judge. He is better than Joe Judge. That's right. Yeah, that's like not saying. And that's not saying. That's not saying. Like saying Aaron and Joe Judge is the compliment. Mike McCarthy 
is in the hardest fan base to play. That's for. like saying it might. That's that. That's like saying that. Um, Adam, shut that's up. That's like saying that Adam, Tony Romo is might. better than uh, Mark Sanchez. Tony Romo is better than Eli Manning, but that's a, that's a here there situation. That is not true. Mike, that is not Mike, true. you want to know something? We'll, Adam, we'll save that debate for another time. Adam, Mike, I'm a Cowboys Mike. fan. I will never give Eli Manning credit for shit. <laughs> Mike, I'm a you want to know fan, something? I'm a fan and, and sing to Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony Romo nah, is okay, better nah, quarterback. Nah, nah, okay, I don't have any. I'm, I'm a seat towards Tony Romo. Mike, you want to know something? What's up? Dak Prescott and Tony Romo have the same record in the playoffs now. Fuck you. <laughs> Wait, how many playoff um, wins does, uh, does Dak Prescott have? He's one. one and three. One and three. And so Tony, and, Romo so Romo. Tony Romo has two. Tony Romo has two. He took it to the big, to the big dance. Yeah, but you see that Duke game too? Let's talk about that. Who's Alex, you were saying about Duke? We're not talking about Duke this episode. Please, Adam. Please, Adam. Please. I beg you. We're not talking about Duke until unless Mike wants to do it for Mike's hot take. Unless Mike wants to do it for Mike's hot take. Please. Alex has been giving me hell about Duke. Please. Adam. We got. Adam, if you love. Our viewers want to hear about the NFL walk around. If you want to talk about Duke, Save it for your hot take, Adam. Right? Adam, you're not the boss of us. We can do whatever you want. It's a hijack, nigga. We're talking about Duke basketball. How do you like us now, Alex? You piece of shit. How do you like Duke basketball? What? What's that? What? What? Oh, he's quiet. Marcel, did you hear that? Alex is quiet. Just like that, it's going to overtime. What's going to overtime? Duke game. Uh, what's the score? 67-67. Uh, who are they playing? Florida State. Oh, okay. That, that, that's probably interesting. First of all, yeah, Duke is not going to... the wild card round. I got... Now, now, now I gave um, Michael um, a little bit of... Uh, I put Michael on swagger about his Cowboys. I feel like it's only fair that we um put... um. Alex and my friend Alex here on the spot. That game. I got one question for Alex. I got one question for Alex. Alex, what the yeah. hell were you thinking? Thinking Tom, Tom Brady was going to lose. Yeah, that's that pick. Um, the Buccaneers. That picked the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Alex, do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on um? Do you regret <laughs> your pick at all? I mean, well, what's your thoughts on that game? <laughs> First of all, at least my pick was believable. His was like, I'm swinging for the fences and hoping for a home run. I mean, it didn't go the way I wanted it to uh, be for sure. But, um, I mean, picking the Eagles against the Buccaneers, I think, I think a lot of Eagles Twitter and including myself had – had the mindset of the Eagles actually getting the job done in Tampa Bay. But I think that seeing Tom Brady do what he did, um, he's definitely a very uh, 
solid quarterback and he's unstoppable this year and the years in the past and and the Eagles just didn't have have it what it took and I mean I gotta put my hat out to Jalen Hortz uh and going through his going through every practice getting himself good as possible and I mean I'm not I'm not looking at this playoff game like they play terrible. I mean just just in the start of the season everyone thought that they would not make the playoffs. And and guess what they did? They made the playoffs. And Barely. I think <laughs> and like knowing that that's how much heart Philadelphia has with this football organization and having the chance to get into the playoffs at least and going up against one of the best quarterbacks in the league showed showed a ton. And I think that this 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 type of Eagles team has has value in the future. And it's you know fans in Philadelphia have to have to believe that this is not the end of a great organization. Um, it's the beginning of something that that they will build off of in the next six years or something. Uh, and I think that having the chance to have Jaden Hortz at quarterback with some great weapons, some great young weapons like Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, uh, Jaden Rago, and some others. Um, I think that this team is capable of of getting back into the playoffs next season. And I'm just really glad that they punched themselves into the playoffs this year. I mean, I don't care that they lost against the Buccaneers. I'm just happy and glad about Nick Sirianni getting getting his team into the playoffs, which is which was really hard, but but at the end, at the end of the day, they got what they needed, which was getting into the playoffs. And I'm now looking ahead to next year, next year with with a chip on my shoulder. And I think that they're going to have a great season next year, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, it was a it was definitely um ugly loss. There were there were not it was definitely a knockout game, but they were just facing a much better talent Buccaneers team. I feel. I, I I agree. It doesn't take a cred right from what the Eagles achieved this season because no one had them um making the playoffs. Literally, yeah. no one had. Them. You heard me coming in saying that I thought this was gonna be a rebuild year. You remember during our season predictions, I had the finishing like fourth. I had the finishing last in the AFC East. And then to take um, and then to like, and for that, and that team to like really like um, grind out and like also get a playoff spot. I mean, it was also a great year for the Eagles. And mm-hmm. if you're an Eagles fan, you should be optimistic going forward. You 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 have you should be optimistic going forward. Yeah, the the fun part of this team is that it's a very young young team and that there's a lot of expectations going into next season and getting some off-season moves to make. And I think that 
this team has has what it takes to to go even deeper than what they did against against Brady and not getting not advancing to the next round. I think that having three first round picks in this upcoming NFL draft will definitely help this Eagles team get what they get where they want want to be. And I think that people uh, outside of the Eagles fan oh the Eagles fans of Philadelphia, I think that people don't realize how good this team can can really be. They just are missing some great pieces and that each and every year until probably 2026 or seven, um, I think that from now until then, I do believe that they can make a run and they can definitely do some damage in the playoffs starting next season. And I'm just a really big Nick Sirianni fan. I believe what he does. And and you can see by the personality he has in in his press conferences that he cares a lot about this team. And I just love a coach that has that type of personality. And it's just a really good look for this Eagles team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Just, just look at looking at the rest of the wild cards later. Then, I will say, I will say though. I mean, another game that was dark powder, but I didn't expect me dark powder because you heard us say during our, our playoff prediction that this was a game that um we were that we were um torn on that that we were all torn on. Buffalo just destroyed New England, man. I think it was, Hallelujah. It was not even close. It was not even close. And I, w- I will say this, but I will say this. Like, I think we go, we, we, I, I heard them, they were talking about this on first take. Um, will uh, Bill Belichick ever get another Super Bowl ring? And I think, um, and I, I don't know. I mean, will I put completely past um. Bill Belichick to get another Super Bowl ring? No, I would put it past them, but with, with the way things are going right now, um, I'm 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 leaning I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the, um, the no side because that game against New England, that game it wasn't because that game against Buffalo, that 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 was a game that a lot of people like were picking the that were picking the Patriots. I personally picked the Bills, but if someone picked the Patriots, I wouldn't have blamed them. I thought it was gonna be like a close game. I thought New England was going to be into the very end. It wasn't close. Buffalo just, Buffalo just, it, it was not a close game. Buffalo just, I don't know, Josh Allen went 21 of 25, 308 yards, five touchdown passes to North says He just, shred, yeah, perfect um, quarterback rating. I think he had a perfect quarterback rating of 157.6, or, or I think it's close. I mean, I'm not sure if that's, that's technically considered a perfect game, but Josh Allen just shredded um the Patriots defense, which is which is one of the best defenses in the NFL coming, I, I believe, statistically wise, by the way, and he just completely shredded them apart. So that was a, that was another game that caught my attention. The fact that the 
the fact that the Patriots are just not competitive in that game. Michael, you had something to say? That game, the first of all, that game with um the with the Patriots, that was just the worst performance I've seen them play in years in the playoffs. We all can agree to that. It was terrible. And I think Bill Belichick's uh, championship days are over, my friend. I don't think Bill Belichick is not going to win another championship. He, he had a great run. He had a great run in the NFL. You know what I mean, Adam? He had a good run. Oh, he had a great good run. He had a great run. He had an all-time run. He had an all-time run, but I think the big the dog got to retire. You know what I'm saying? How old is Bill Belichick? Let me check. 60-something. Well, Robert Kraft is 80-something, and he's on the NFL, so I can see it. He's 69. He's 69. He turned 70 in um, April. Adam, he likes 69. Adam, he likes 69 with prostitutes. Damn. I'm weak. Yes, you are. I am an asshole. Yes, I am. Michael's an asshole. Yes, he is. Yes, no, I'm a damn good is. one. Yes, he is. He's an <laughs> asshole. Yes, I am a he damn is. Good, a damn yes, good. he is, my friends. I am a damn Shout good. out to uh, my old music teacher from... Um, Public school number four. Adam, you suck at singing. Don't ever sing again. <laughs> you made my ears bleed. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, well, the other game that I don't know if you saw that game. This was a both game that I thought was kind of good because that was a blowout. That Rams Cardinals game, man. Davey watched that. Oh, um, just to let you know, I was actually on the plane uh, during that game, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you were in, you were in Florida, right? Yeah. Okay, so you had to take a flight back. So, yeah, but you didn't miss much there. It was a blow. Rams won 34-11. Kyle Murray just, like, was not good. Let me just put it that way. Conor was not good. It, yes, it was his it was his playoff debut, and he was facing a very like good Rams team. But I am happy for Matthew Stafford, man, because now he finally gets the silence that oh, can he get done in um the playoffs bit? Like he finally gets um that um way off the shore because coming into this um game, Matthew Stafford has never won a playoff game. He he had yet to win a playoff game, man. He had yet to um, win a playoff game in his career. Now, a lot of that could be attributed to him playing for the Lions, but still, there's still that narrative of, like, Matthew Stafford's been a great quarterback. He's had a great career. When are you going to win a playoff game? When are you going to win a playoff game? So he finally gets um, that that um, weight off his back, and 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 now and now he's now they're going to be going to face um, – Tabe and what I think it's gonna be a very, very interesting game. And 
And also another guy who had a great game and say what you want about his like quote unquote antics. Oh, Buckley Jr. is a stud, man. When he's locked in, when he's locked in, and he buys into him, and he and he and he's in a and he buys into the situation. He is legitimately like one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. And he had he had four cat he had an amazing touchdown grab. He had he had four catches, fifty one yards. He had that he had that amazing you know um he had that amazing um throw. I mean, Obeckham Jr. is just is just a really really good um um football player. Um, I just hope that uh, Buda Baker is recovering quickly. Oh uh, yeah, that injury. Oh yeah. Thanks for reminding me about that. That was yep. That was nasty. That was nasty. I was I was probably surprised that that game was not as close as people expected it to be. Um, and I think you definitely got to give credit to Los Angeles for getting the job done. And I'm very excited to see Matt Stafford against Tom Brady. That's going to be a very entertaining game for sure. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to be rooting for the Rams in that game because I can't root for Tampa Bay because of, of the Eagles game. Uh, but um, And because everyone hates Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think that um, it's definitely going to go. It's definitely going to be uh, one to keep an eye on for sure. Um, I mean, like from now on, every NFL playoff game uh, in this upcoming round is going to be is going to be a very entertaining time of watching, and I can't I can't wait to see see what happens. Yeah, definitely. we're definitely gonna um, preview these matchups um, during our, our next episode. We're, we're definitely gonna spend a lot of time previewing the matchups on our next episode. So, before we get to Mike's hot take, I did want to do one more football story, and that is the Giants' ongoing general manager search. Apparently, there is one candidate that is um really that is like really appears to be um the front runner right now to land a Giants job. Guys, do you know who it is? Is it Joe Showen, the 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 butt bills assistant general manager Joe Showen? Um, he is he he made, uh, he was he did just a virtual interview with them, and the on the eighteenth um this past Tuesday, Tuesday um not Tuesday month or or is it Tuesday? Yeah, this past Tuesday um they completed a second interview with Bills assistant general manager Joe Showen and. I we kind of talked about uh, on our last episode, but if Joe Showen is the hire, like I wouldn't complain. I I I wouldn't complain because because like I said before, they're they're getting they're getting a guy from outside the organization. He's very qualified. He's done a really really great job helping um bring the Bills um back. Hold um, up, I got something to say. Hold up, hold up. Go ahead. Adam, wrap it up because my hot take is very, very pissing off as some person that does. All right. uh, that I way. just think, wait on, before we uh, get to the hot take, I just think um, 
Honestly, I think the best coach for the Giants right now, man, would probably be Brian Flores. I don't know how you feel about that, Adam. I mean, I, 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 I would like Brian Flores as a head coach. I, I would like, a, I would like Brian Flores as a head coach. Because, because he, because I said for he's a, he's very qualified. Because he, he brings head coaches here, which is just what I want. Okay, which I do prefer. Which I'm not, I'm not against hiring like a first time head coach, but I after the last three guys were like first time. Was Pat Shermer a first time head coach? I mean, I don't know, but I have to look it up. But. But, yeah, but I, the, just my, my, I wanted to get a proven head coach. Um, the one thing that um, there's two things that about that um with um Brian Flores that kind of like turned me away. One was you have to solve what happened with Tua that whole debacle we talked about last episode. And three, I don't know if you heard about these these reports. Um, apparently um, apparently like Brian Flores is looking to um. To pair up with uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's like, his I, guy. I, yeah, and so, I, I, I tweet this out unless like unless the unless Watson is somehow like um cleared of all like his allegations against him, I would want no part of the Giants like bringing Deshaun Watson. No, no, please no. Um, uh, unless they have some sort of inside information that leads them to believe that he's going to be exonerated. Or acquitted, then, 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 but I know you're gonna get. They're getting like a really like what you're definitely gonna get a leak quarterback. But, but with the stuff he's being accused of and all the Krebla actions against him, um, no, 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 please, no, 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 no. I just feel like Brian DeBull. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna be the the right one because. You saw what he did with Josh Allen, but you guys yeah, Brian DeBall is apparently yeah, that was Brian DeBall is going to be very high on the Giants' um candidate list yeah, for you, um the coach, and I wouldn't hate it. I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't hate it because because here's the thing with, with it, Brian DeBall, yeah. like look at the work Brian DeBall did with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, it's easy to look at the, his success and think it's because of, of like his talent. Which I give Josh Allen all credit. Really, he's he's really like the. He's really taking his game to another level, but people forget his first two years, Josh Allen struggled. Josh Allen re- re- really struggled, especially his first year. Like he was looking like a bust for like him his first like um couple couple of years. Like it took him a while to develop, and now you look at him, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So you've definitely got to give Brian Dable a lot of credit for helping develop for helping develop Josh Allen. So if Brian Dable is um is on the Giants' next head coach, like, I wouldn't complain one bit. If Joe Schoen is the Giants' next general manager and Brian Dable is um the Giants' um next head coach, then I wouldn't, then I, I, I wouldn't complain one bit. The one thing I will say about Brian Dable, and it's kind of similar to a complaint I have with Eric DeBiennemi, is that how much credit does um Dable get to... um. Compared to Sean McDermott, like how much credit does does um Brian Dable get um wakes wakes compared to Sean McDermott? None veto. Yeah, yeah, you have to give him some credit though, because like, I'm sure, because I'm sure, because I'm sure, because sure, he he definitely I feel I feel like he's definitely has something nothing to do with it. So <laughs> if Brian Dable does um 
become the Giants next head coach, I wouldn't complain w- one bit. So, but the one thing I said before, guys, the one thing the Giants are doing there, uh, I am so happy for, they're hiring guys from outside the organization. That's the big mistake that they've made um, for the past like half decade. They haven't gotten guys from outside of. They were always looking for guys, um, either a inside the organization or b had ties to the Giants in the past. Like they're always looking. They there's always looking at, like, for their quote unquote comfort zone. That's not the case this time. They're getting out of the comfort zone. They're bringing guys from outside the organization that are going to come in, look at this mess objectively, and help clean it up. So. That's all we're gonna say right now. I mean, hope we'll we'll find out. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely keep an update on this Giants general manager head coach search. So, if a GM candidate um is decided, like by the time for next episode, you can expect us to really really talk about about that a lot. But enough football talk now. For now, we gotta move on to the segment of the show. Hype it up, that brother. is like that is about as epic. As Metroid Dread, Mike's hot take. Mike, are you gonna take it away? Let me tell you something. I've been getting a lot of phone calls about my about. You know, I've been having a shitty week. You know, but certain person could make it better. Ignorance made it kind of worse. A certain person that I I've, I've ranted about before that I promise I couldn't say his name on the show. Because he, let's just say he he asked one of our viewers, he asked one of our 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 hosts, one of our co-hosts, that we couldn't use his name because he got embarrassed on the air. Adam, Alex, Marcellus, you know where I'm going with this. A certain person that goes to TCNJ College, who's a fifth year, by the way, Go ahead. saying that Purdue is the greatest college team, college basketball team of all time. Okay, John. I know where we're going with this. I know where we're going with this. Talking about okay, John. you say Purdue has it's the greatest basketball team of all time. Well, how many college championships have you guys won for in sports? How many? If anybody can see Purdue's college basketball championship, if they can, if you can name one time they won the NCAA tournament, I will pay. I will pay everybody hundred dollars on you, Alex. Can you name? Produce championship run that they ever had. Uh, I'll just look it up. I don't even. You can't because it's a it's an out. It was a trick question. They haven't won shit. Duke <laughs> is better than Purdue for life. Marcellus, how many championships does Duke have? Too many, man. I lost count at this. How point. many final? How many tourneys we've been to? Uh, we're pretty much in that thing every year, man. Exactly. We only missed it once. We all could agree. Coach K is the greatest college coach besides J- John Woodson alive to ever coach college basketball in Don Haskins. Mike, I just looked the the most uh, back in 2019 in the Sweet 16, Purdue played Tennessee. That's the only time they made something. So, John, if if you are smart enough to figure this out, no disrespect. Some here's the thing, Adam. You know, Adam, you're familiar with college basketball. I'm familiar with it. I mean, I'm not as I'm not as knowledgeable as 
knowledgeable about as you guys How many are, great players? Alex, name one. If you yeah. can name one NBA player that came from Purdue. Name one NBA player that came from Purdue besides Carson Edwards and Brad Miller who didn't play because he didn't get drafted. Name name two players. If you can name one player besides those two, I'll be impressed. Besides the big, besides Glenn Robinson, who was the big dog, that was a different situation. Where did the big dog go? That's the only score that the I can name three. That's it. Can you uh, name? A, I can't name any. <laughs> oh, exactly. And and I love the big dog, and that was Glenn Robinson. He was called the big dog. Hey, Marcella, can you answer my question? Um, guys, feel free to chirp in. How many players did Duke put into the NBA? At least over a hundred. At least over a hundred thousand. You know, no big deal. Let's see, guys. The NBA's been around since the 1940s. This is the 75 year anniversary of the NBA. You have the ABA. If you guys don't know what the ABA is, then you're not real basketball fans. The ABA was the was the league that turned the NBA. You know what I'm saying? It was the other league besides the NBA. I, I, the I, know, ABA, I know the ABA, yeah. I think we all know the ABA. Is. Alex, I you know the, know ABA. the ABA. The Nets won championships there. Remember back during uh, the... Dr. J Afro days. The, yeah, the Dr. J days. Alex, like, who the hell is Dr. J? Alex, please tell me you know who Dr. Oh, wait, wait. Are you telling me I don't know um, that's, that's right. I don't know who Dr. J or you Not Irving you, fool. Is. I'm talking about Alex. Okay, you're talking about Alex. Good, good. Mm-hmm. I was concerned. There, no, like, I was concerned. I know. There. I know who you're talking about. Don't say Dr. Pepper. We ain't talking about Dr. Pepper. <laughs> All seriousness, guys. Hey, Tom Brody, if you have any sack of balls, I'm coming at your manhood. You will come on the show, and and when you are going to have a and see who can get in a championship longest, Duke or Purdue. If you have any balls, if I'm, I'm, I'm you know, this is my word talking to God because I'm God myself. Um, if you have a sack of balls, you will come on this podcast and defend your reasons why Purdue's a great team. I just named you five reasons why they haven't done shit. Alex, make the call, buddy. Make the call. Make it happen. I don't care. <laughs> my friend, one of my good friends, Shakir Lindsay, will be on our show too. So he will probably say, probably knows basketball, probably as well. You know what? I'm a petty motherfucker. Everybody knows me. I, I got a tongue off like a motherfucker. I don't back down from nobody. So, John, if you're watching this show, fuck Purdue. Fuck South Carolina, University of South Carolina, because you flip teams more than you change your underwear. You know what I'm saying? So, if you're watching this, Duke is better than Purdue. More championships, more NBA players, probably the greatest college coach of all time. So, if you're watching this, here's to you, and you don't know basketball. End of my hot take. There you go. That was a really short hot take um, this time around, but honestly, it was short and sweet. I mean, I don't really like you going after our friend John Barati here, but but Michael, you brought you break up Reb a lot of great points. I definitely would love to get John Barati on the show to hear his side out of the story. Um, so John, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Um, but 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 Michael, oh, I'm gonna approve this one. Brought a lot of great points and made kept the truth sweet, so I'm approving it. 
I approve too. Max, go ahead. I approve. Okay. I deal with facts. I deal with facts. And we, Adam, I'll give you that one. That that was a good one. I go with facts, not gossip. Here's the thing: if Purdue wins a championship, I will kiss my own ass and bow down to Purdue if they win a championship. Guys, I'm serious. I will wear a Purdue shirt for a whole day if Purdue could go near the championship. Because you don't know what they do best. They they, they suck so much dick lately. And they have up Carson Edwards' ass. They haven't done shit since he was there. I'm moving on. Oh, yeah, we're moving on now, guys, to... Sorry, guys, I got a little heated. My apologies. I just I just can't deal with stupid idiots, that's all. I feel like all of us uh, I'm trying to make a famous on dumb people. I'm tired of making dumb people famous up in this bitch. Making so dumb people... Uh, uh, honestly, honestly, guys, I feel like I apply to a laughing school nowadays. What about really Antonio Brown, we don't support you. Skip Bayless, we don't support you. Jose Altuve, go fuck yourself. Carlos Correa, definitely go fuck yourself. Can I keep going more? Go ahead. Present a certain person that was in office, go F yourself. There you, you go. Don't mention his name. Go ahead. You can't mention his name, but go ahead. And to Len... No, no. To... Uh, Jim Jones, not the rapper, but the cult leader. You can go after yourself. <laughs> uh, who's that baseball player that we can't stand? Carlos Correa. Not yet. No one. The one that's the rapist. Oh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. You can definitely oh, go oh, after yeah, yourself. Him. Definitely a, him. Definitely. You can him. definitely go after yourself in a twist, you rapist. We can all clap for what I just said. Let's all clap. Oh, and uh, I got another one. I got another one. Um, Marcus Stroman. Okay. Derek Jeter, we support you, brother. Oh, Alex yeah, Rodriguez. If this was my father, this would have been what I said about Alex Rodriguez. Go fuck yourself. That's from Paul Cunningham, my father. Because he hates Alex Rodriguez <laughs> for the passion. Now, who else? All right, what we also got? What we also got? Oh, I got one. Um, James Dolan. Me and James Dolan have a have a have a love hate relationship. Mostly, it was a hate hate relationship. It's it's love because he made me. He got he, he's the reason how we got Carmelo, but it also screwed us. But however, it's most it's like ninety nine point nine percent hate, one percent love. Because I can't oh, hate somebody. Let me get him started on that guy, man. I hate James Dolan. I can't hate somebody 100% because that's just not me. I hate him 99.9% of the time. That means I really hate 100% of the time. Because my mother said I can't hate somebody 100% with my heart. No, I just hate him because he really tried to say that the Knicks should have not went for KD because of his injury. Come on, man. I mean, yeah. It's just foolishness. You're going to miss out on one that, of the that, best that, players in the that league. That was truly really a soft thing where like 
He was trying to t- deflect heat, like make it seem like the Knicks passed by Katie, when in reality, Katie passed on the Knicks. Katie turned oh. Knicks out. He wanted to go to the Nets. Please, please. Off, oh, man. Stupid. Stupid GM. Stupid owner, my fault. No, I don't mind Scott Perry. I don't mind Scott Perry. James Dolan is the problem. James Dolan, you a piece of shit. We already know this. I still don't know why he has a job, honestly. He because he owns the Knicks, the hell. So you need to get him the owner because that shit is not it. If you could buy, if, if I had money to buy a Knicks, I would damn well do it. I'd be in favor of Michael Cunningham as the, as the owner. I'll imagine me as the owner of the Knicks. You think I'll do a great job? It would be hard for you to do worse. I can't do worse, first of all. My general, my general, my, my, uh, my president. Done here. We got to talk some NBA stuff. Are you done? Yeah, I've been waiting for you. Okay, guys, but we're going to move on to some NBA talk here. Michael. Your Knicks made a big, big trade for Cam Reddish. I just wanted to see if we get, we get Michael and myself, the two Knicks fans in the house. You want to talk about the Cam Reddish trade? Love that trade. I love it. Great. It was a great trade, honestly. I absolutely I love, love that trade because we got we got Cam Reddish for a bag of chips. They can't match as a score, yeah, uh, which is Knicks good. Because now you got from, you got Duke, you Cam Reddish, and and Cam RJ Barrett. From, uh, no, um, um, Kevin Knox at twenty twenty two first round X via the horn. So is it even their um first round X to the to the Hawks for Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and they and Brooklyn. 2025 second round pick. Yeah. That that um, that's that a great trade. Because the great trade. Because again, I really, really saw a player in Cam Reddish. And B, now you have Cam Reddish and you have um RJ Barrett. That opens the door for you to potentially lure um Zion Wilson once he becomes a free agent. I think he will. Here's the thing for what we did. We got Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett. Played well at Duke together. We can get Zion. Here's the thing. But I think we're going to trade Randall and a couple players to get Zion. That's our next goal. Because in our plans, we're going to build around R.J. Barrett. That is our goal. That's what they're going to do. Build around R.J. I think it's a bad idea, but they're going to go to Zion next. You know what I mean, Adam? Yeah, I know. I don't know if I don't know if I would trade Randall. Yeah, they said they're getting rid of. They said they're trading Randall because Randall doesn't want to be a Nick anymore. He already said it. I wouldn't say he doesn't want to be a Nick. I mean, he wants to be a Nick. He just he just can't handle the bright lights. He just here's the thing. Saying, uh, in New York, down. we are Knicks fans. We are brutally, brutally honest with what we want. We want a championship. We'll say it. You play like shit. You play like shit. That's why that's why Philly and uh, New York are two of the top places to play it. First of all, and I got something to say about Ben Simmons, too. Ben Simmons is the biggest piece of shit in basketball history. Well, he you might have a home are, soon. He might have a home sick. soon, Mike. What? He might have a home soon because apparently the Kings are talking about trading for him. Who 
wants him? First of all, you are. I don't, you didn't hear about that. You, I know about that. Here's why. Ben Simmons, you should just retire from the league. You're a big crybaby, a big sat. You can't. You are. You are six ten point guard. Come on, you should be probably the second best player in the league. Come on, if you, Mike. If you know how to shoot. Sound you are a fucking on, Magic man. Johnson reincarnated, for God's sake. Come on, Mike. Stop you. You have Come on, Mike. You can't discredit him because he can't shoot. You can't yeah. do that. First of all. He's an all-star for a reason. He's a he's a converse of he's Magic Johnson. Awesome. He's like a second coming of Magic Johnson as a point guard. Here's the thing, though. I've always thought that Ben Simmons is overrated. Not because of his talent, because he's definitely like an all-star, but he should be so much better than he is, man. If he was just a low-average shooter, he would be one of the top five points. Here, here's, the, here's the thing, here's the thing about Ben. If he was a low-average shooter, he would be one of the top five point guys in the lead easily. But here, here's the thing about Ben that you, that you guys are forgetting, though. He's playing in Philly. He doesn't need to shoot. You don't need him to shoot. You got these guys around him. All you need him to do is play make and play defense. That's what he does. He plays hard. He plays the defense. I mean, he doesn't really need to shoot. You think he needs to shoot in that offense? You got Tobias. You got Joel. Those but are guys you play around. He doesn't need to at shoot. Least a little bit. You don't think that would make the Sixers better? Like, like really help out the Sixers if he was just able to shoot? They're six seed right now. They're six seed right now. They could, they could easily be like, um, like one of the top four teams in the East if Ben Simmons like was a good, good shooter. I mean, I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta I mean, give him credit though. Yeah. I think you gotta give him credit. And I hate Philly. Alex knows this. And I hate Philly. Hey, Alex, you're, you're the you have to, uh, here. What are your thoughts on this discourse that we're having about Ben Simmons? I mean, I think you just gotta give the guy more time to to process his his uh, his game of basketball. As a whole, I think he has what it takes defensively, but just needs to improve his offensive skills with shooting. And I think that people don't realize that he he was a top player in the draft for a reason. And I think he still has that capability of, of demolishing the league with his athleticism Defensively, I just think that the Sixers don't necessarily need him anymore. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised come deadline day of him moving out and Sixers getting a a whole I definitely new. Think, I think I think the Sixers need Ben. I mean, the six seed without him, you know, it's you know it's it's still good. Uh, it's still a good sign, but. With Ben, the top three, easily. I mean, I don't think we need Ben because we got Tyrese Maxey. He's he's got the same skill set as him, and he can. He does, but he he's not six ten though, bro. <laughs> he's not I six mean, ten, like you know. What I, mean? I mean, like you know, it's I mean, just a different presence. Don't get me wrong, Maxey is tough. I love Tyrese, but I'm telling you, you guys need Ben, and um, Ben doesn't want to come back. Obviously, we know this, but. You can't blame him. I mean, at the end of the day, he did have a shitty game. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have shitty games. That happens. 
But that Philly fan base is is rough, man. You, you know, they, they just like New York. They don't like what they see. They're going to want you out of there. He doesn't like that. I guess he feels he doesn't like that. Uh, I mean, I, if I'm if I'm Ben Simmons, man, I just play ball. I really don't. You got to, you gotta, as a professional, you got to be able to block the noise out. You just got to play ball. That's what you're getting Especially paid to do. Especially in a market like Philly, man. Especially exactly. in a market like Philly. Exactly. exactly. And you have Joel and, and Tobias. It's not like it's a horrible team. The team is not horrible at all. You got they have a good team. It's not a bad team at all. Not a bad team. You really look at the roster. It's not bad. I mean, you guys got Thibault. Thibault is a great defensive player. You guys have you guys are solid because you got defenders and you got offensive players as well. It's 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 a yeah, good team too. No, Plus, we have Cookmines. Exactly. It evens out. You know, you guys got you guys got players, and then you got Andre Drummond. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the I think how. I mean, I definitely see what you're saying, and I think that if Ben Simmons stays in Philly, I think that they the whole play making mentality is going to change dramatically. Um, and he's probably going to have to be on his A game every single game. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just really curious to see if he comes back, does he play with Maxi uh, at the same time and have, have them like, well, he's not, he's not coming back. <laughs> He's not coming back, unfortunately. But I don't know if you guys heard about this rumor that I was bringing up earlier. I just read about it. They said that the Sixers might move Tobias and Ben to the Kings for Darian Fox, Buggy Hill, Harrison Barnes, and I guess like a couple of picks or something. I don't know. That's why I'm hearing that. I thought that wouldn't be like that good. Of a if trade. you guys, but if if Philly gets Darian Fox, you you would you have know, to get that include that. like a couple of picks to make that trade yeah, worth you gotta, it. Yeah, you gotta include picks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but if you guys do that, because Darian Fox, why he's a great player, is he ever going to be on on the level of like uh of a Simmons or or um, no, Tobias Harris? Not necessarily, but but he's one of the fastest point guards in the league, man. I mean, like. You, you can't discredit him because he's playing on the Kings. The Kings suck. You know what I mean? He has I'm not discrediting him, him, but... You know what I mean? If you put him on a team like Philly, man, he'll be motivated. But I'm telling you, yeah. it will be up for Philly. Because he's a great... Buggy Hill. Because he's a great player. He's yeah. a great player. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but... Buggy Hill is solid, and Harrison Barnes can still play. Those are three good group of guys that can actually make your team better. Yeah. Uh, I strongly believe that. You pair them with Joel Embiid is over Especially a player like Darian Fox is over. He he would definitely thrive with with Embiid, I, I believe. I believe so. As far as for the Kings, I mean, you get Tobias and Ben. The Kings are, are making any noise anyway. But I do love Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I believe that if you have a Ben and Tyrese Halliburton combo, that is one that could uh, that could work out in the you know in their favor in the long run. It won't happen in the first year, but I believe in the long run they'll be able to do something special. I, I yeah, personally, really I, I, I personally don't see a trade uh, between the Kings and Sixers working out. It might not because you know the Sixers are asking for either for side. For either side, I still think that trade makes a, a lot of sense. 
I think it does. I mean, why not? I mean, they obviously it could make little... sense for the Sixers, but yeah, but they want. But if you're they a Kings, like, why would you contract? give up like all those picks for um for for uh, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris? They just they want to get rid of Tobias. They feel like if they if they're getting rid of Ben. They might as well unload Tobias' contract too. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the Sixers. I'm talking. No, I'm saying why would the Kings do that trade? Why would the Kings? Do that oh, why trade? would the Kings do that? Because um, they obviously want to get. You have to get rid of one of them, Fox and Halley. You know, they tried the experiment. It's not working. Those are two players where they both can run the team by themselves. You, you're, it's just not a good match. I mean, you could you could keep Fox, but you, I don't know if you can keep both, man. Honestly. We're seeing it right now. Those those are two great young players, but it's hard to. It's kind of like I can't even say I can't even say this, but I'm trying to think of a, of a good duo that was supposed to. Anyways, it pretty much they're supposed to be a lot better than what they are right now with a combination like that. But um, like I said, I feel like you should build more talent around Sacramento. But who the hell wants to go to Sacramento? Nobody wants to go there. That's the issue. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, that's just how I feel. All right, but do you guys want to get back to talk about the Knicks a little bit more? Because I cause get back, getting back to that Cam Reddish trade, you know, I, I said before that the reason why is, like, now we have Cam Reddish and um, Archibald team up, you could potentially recruit Zion Wilson to uh, Adam, come I'm to a, New York. I'm going to tell you what, Adam. I love, I love that Cam Reddish trade. The moment I saw it went down, I was just like, yes, I love that trade. Because if you watch some of Atlanta's games this year, when they were shorthanded and Cam Reddish, you know, was responsible for the offense. Yeah, he's a really solid player. He's a really solid player. He had two games where he put up 30 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's only 22 years old, man. Like, to see that potential right there, I mean, he's going to grow. He's still young. Yeah, he could he could be one of those pieces where he where he could be like um one of your starting um Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan compared this. Well, at the very least, a really, really, really great piece off the bench. He compared this man to a young Paul George. You don't get that often, but yeah. I mean, young. I feel like Paul George. That's a stretch. I I can't see him Paul George. If you look at it though. He's really a three and D player. He has that potential in this league. Ooh. He has the same, you know. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is a great player. What are you talking about? He's a great player, but I'm saying Nate McMillan coached Paul George. So for Nate McMillan to say that, obviously he sees a little something. So I'm saying, yeah, Adam, you, know, you didn't watch, you didn't watch basketball. Cam Reddish could be an all star. That's how he can easily. Be easily. easily. No question. He could be an all star. Like I. He, no, no. He just said he is compared to Paul George. I can't see him ever becoming Paul George level. He could be a Paul George. He, he could be. be he, has same, he has the same. He has the same. I don't think so. Same I don't height. think so. Bro, he has the same length. He has the same height. He has bro, the same ball a, skills as Paul George. Paul George. Paul George, Paul George at his peak is like one of the top, like fifteen, at arguably top ten players in the NBA. I can't, can't see camera. Come on, man. In the bubble, in the like, bubble, he was year. just pandemic peak. Come on, man. He's, uh, he's just player, 21, bro. He's, a, he's, he's only 22. A, he's only 22. 22. I'm not saying he can't be a really, really good player. I, like, I could see him being an all-star. I could see him being an all-star. I just can't see him being like um, 
like a Paul George of our voice. Like, here's the thing. Nobody can you see be a be that good. We all, let's, let's all be clear. Who can you Paul see a George, there, when he first came to the league, wasn't really that good. He couldn't, he wasn't yeah. really that good. Exactly. Paul, we're not going to act like Paul George was, was kicking <laughs> the moment. You know he what I'm saying? He like, came to go when Danny Grange got hurt. That's when he really mm-hmm. became good. When yeah, Danny Grange got hurt. When Danny Granger got you know, hurt, I can like see the coming kind of like, um, what's a good comparison here? Don't say anything stupid, Adam. <laughs> it's kind of a hard comparison, honestly. I can see it kind of becoming kind of like a Karis Avert type. What? Nah. Maybe, 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 better, maybe better than Avert, but like, um, one of those where he's just a really, be like a really really good player. Right, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna also bring that up because you brought up the whole Zion thing. Yeah, I understand. Um, you know everybody's bringing this assumption up. You know it would be great, but at the end of the day, it's it's still the New York Knicks. So um, we're not gonna put our hopes up. <laughs> we're just supposed to get because Zion. You know the disappointment. I hope, I definitely think because a lot of people are ready to write Zion off, but I'm trying to tell everybody that I think Zion is doing this for a reason. This is the most he's weighed, what, like 300 and some pounds? He doesn't want to play in New Orleans. You bring him to New York, he'll be motivated to lose that weight. He'll be motivated to get in shape again. He'll want to play. He'll be with his he'll be with his two best buds. He'll be in New York. It's a whole different situation. It's a fresh start. I RJ think that's Barrett the place was, he needs to go. was Zion Williamson's roommate in college. People, people and, and actually, Adam, when they interviewed RJ about it and they asked him about it, he said, and I quote, we're not going to talk about that yet. We'll just see in due time. So that means he knows something. He means he knows, he knows something we don't know. Oh, definitely. definitely. Mark my words. Trade line. Deadline. Zion Williams is think coming to the next. They're not going to trade him. They're not going to trade for Zion. Zion's going to break. Out, they're not for him. His rookie contract ends next year, ends this season. And I believe it ends next year. Ends next year. Yeah, three year. But he could break his contract. He he has a trade clause. He put a trade clause in his contract, so he can yeah. be traded. Only thing is, you know, the Pelicans are gonna ask for hella hella pieces. Oh, they're gonna they're ask. ask for, they're, they're gonna ask for, ask for, for the moon and stars. And I say yeah. he's gonna be a free agent. He'll be a restricted free agent. So yeah. Even the Knicks do decide to offer him the max, like the Pelicans can match it. First so it would be, all, it have to be a situation where Zion would like one out of um, New Orleans. He, he doesn't want to be there. You can tell he doesn't want to be there. Adam he said that he gained so much weight. That's a plus. That's that's well, if he does want out of New Orleans, our buddy Sam here is gonna be happy. <laughs> Sam, if you're watching this, Zion wants out. Get used to it, bitch. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I love you. I love you, buddy. But Sam, Zion has is most likely going to stay with the Pelicans. It's like Dr. Dre, is the rapper Dr. Dre, trying to try to teach Snoop Dogg how to read. Snoop knows how to read. It's not going to happen. Let me. No, that's a whack. Zion Williamson staying in the Pelicans is like Alex Rich getting getting a girlfriend. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. Okay, before we get to our bets, one last basketball story here. And as a Nets fan, it obviously like um hurts me. 
but Kevin Durant's hurt. Yeah, and you got that nobody now. Yeah, that was that was a pretty bad injury. I saw. Yeah, that was that was a Roy. Yeah, what was it? An ankle sprain. It was an MCL. MCL left the oh, that's nasty. That's a very uh, it's a very devastating injury, man. Yeah, he's expected to miss four to six weeks with a sprain MCL, which the very uh, I think the last which time which he Kiki, which he I think he should be back in like what right? mid late February. Kiggy had that in the past, though, right? Didn't he get hurt with his MCO before? Yeah, so it's definitely a situation where the Nets definitely aren't going to rush him back. And they shouldn't, because... But, but, but in the meantime, it does... Nets are quickly, like, um, losing grounds in, like, uh, the standings. Like, they, they used to be first, first place in the East all by themselves. Now they're in third place in the East. They just lost to uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are... They are currently like a game. They're that's only a game ahead of the Cavaliers for fourth. They're currently right on third place. They're only a game ahead of the of the Cavaliers for um for uh the third for third place. Granted, they're only a half a game out of first place between Miami and um Chicago, but I mean that's right now. They're like they're 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 like right now like right now. In, in, in a bit in a bit of a slump and losing to Kevin Durant for four or six weeks. Is it gonna help things? And to make matters worse, like Kyrie Irving recently said to the media, like if you had any hopes of Kyrie Irving potentially like changing his mind of and getting the vaccine, I got some bad news for you. Kyrie Irving has said that even with um, the latest injury to Kevin Durant, he will not be getting um the COVID vaccine. So the only hope for um. Kyrie Irving to uh, for our hope for now for Kyrie to potentially play in home games is um for uh the mandates to change. That's the only hope right now is that is that is that later on like come on, like when the weather gets warmer and like the surge that we're, the surge that we're going through is down maybe like um maybe New York ends up lifting um the um vaccine the vaccine. And they and Kyrie will be able to play in um home games. That's the that's that's the only hope 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 right now for um for for us to get Kyrie Irving back on the back on the floor at Barclays. First of all, I don't think the Nets are going to win the championship if it's a home game. They're not going to win it. If if he doesn't play in home games, I. I'd be. Uh, I'm a Nets fan here. If if Kyrie Irving doesn't play home games, then I'm gonna be worried. If that if this be, if this bullshit lasts the playoffs, like I'm gonna be really worried, Dan. Because you guys should be worried. Because here's the thing: you guys get, you guys have home court advantage. Let's just let's just be real. You gotta get home court advantage, right? If anything, have- if anything, them losing these games kind of helps them. Because if Kyrie Irving's not gonna be like um. Yeah, I need um, to get the fifth seed. You not you need they, to get they, the we, we need to get the we, we need to like get a, a, a lower seed possible to um, ensure we I'll have road the games. Perfect as much seed as possible. for you guys will be the fifth seed. That'll be perfect. You guys want to do the play playing? That'll be the perfect seed for you to fit because the first seed, second seed, third seed, and fourth seed all have home court. Yeah, in the playoffs, they all have home court advantage in the playoffs. I mean, I feel like the Nets could survive like a first round series. Um. With only with Kyrie for only three games, but once you get to like the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference Finals, you're gonna need Kyrie for at least four of those games. 
But, you know, he's dumb enough not to get the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, I we've read on Kyrie before. I mean, Kyrie, let's say, just get the vaccine, man. I mean, the, for him to, like, I mean, I would honestly love to have Kyrie Irving on this podcast. And I would, if I if he was on this podcast, I would ask him, like, what are you accomplishing with um, the stance of, like, why are you risking, you know, a chance at a championship title? Why are you risking? Why are you, you know, why are you, you really know why, playing like risking all this just to avoid a vaccine? Why? You already, you already I honestly know would genuinely uh, love to hear his reasoning. I would genuinely love to have his reasoning. What is he like? Uh, why is he so resistant of this like vaccine that is like free and safe as possible? Like, I want to hear why is he so um, like refusal of the va- of this vaccine? Why? He went, he I would love IG, to. I would love on, to hear Kyrie's like. Adam, he won IG Live already because, because obviously, obviously he Kyrie. I'm, I'm sorry, we we always get simply oh Kyrie's a diva. He's a head case and all that, but I find it hard to believe that he could that any human being could be that I numberly dumb to like risk millions of dollars. And a chance at uh, an NBA championship over um, a dumb reason for a vaccine. I can't believe anyone could be a stupid. So I'm assuming maybe Kyrie does have like a valid reason for not wanting to get vaccinated. So I was so. I mean, he already, so, he, so, he already said it, bro. He already said why. Well, he just he just doesn't like the fact that he feels like people need to get vaccinated, and if they don't, they lose their jobs. He just he just doesn't like the fact that. I mean, I mean. Not, I kind of agree. And with I would, I mean, I mean, and then I would say, up. I mean, it, it depends on like, um, so if, if he supposedly vaccine mandates, is he supposedly vaccine mandates? And my, I, I mean, I said before, I don't like to get political on um this podcast, but I feel like we have no choice um right now too. My argument to that, uh, my rebuttal to Kyrie that was me is that some places like require backs. I feel like some places like. That actually manages for their own safety. If you're like um a doctor or if you're like working in the medical field, like I'm sorry, I completely understand how you vaccine mandates because you're working in a public health environment. You're working in a public health environment. If you're working in schools, also if you're working in like in a, in a place where like so many um, if you're working like where you interact with a lot of people, I can understand those places having vaccine mandates for their employees because it helps keeps everyone safe. The only reason I could understand, like someone like um, for, I could understand someone like not getting vaccinated and them like having a valid reason, like okay, like they should still be able to work, is if they have like a specific instruction from a doctor that allows them like uh not to like uh that says like oh like they can't get the vaccine, like because I I heard someone's I I heard this one story that that someone like their doctor. Apparently, someone who had like some sort of what was it, an operation or surgery, like, and the doctor told him, "Hey, like, they told him not. They specifically told him to not get any vaccines that could mess something up." And of like those are cases, like, um, I, 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 I could understand, like, um, like someone being upset about some losing the job. If 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 the, if they have like a bad reason to not get vaccinated, then I can understand like being upset about them losing their jobs, but. But all this other stuff about the oh like like for most people like saying like oh I'm doing my own 
them saying, oh, like, all oh, this bullshit conspiracy theories, oh, the government, like, um, is, like, injecting tragic to our bodies, I tell those people, just get lost. Get lost. If it's, like, conspiracy theories like that, like, really, and you're not going to get the vaccine because of that, really, grow up. Like, get out of here with that. I mean, he's just, the message, I mean, he's really trying to preach is that, you know, it's bigger than basketball. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously, you know, people want him to just shut up and play, but, you know, a lot of people want us to, you know, do that and uh, preach that. But I'm telling, I've been telling a lot of people this, man, I feel like the NBA is not the same without Kyrie Irving. Oh, definitely. Oh, not definitely. the same without Kyrie Irving. It's definitely been weird not seeing him play. Um, I still don't think he should be a part-time player, uh, obviously. But, you know, the Nets feel like they do. The Nets do need him. We're not going to say they, they don't need him. They definitely need him. Um, he definitely. So I feel like the reason why they definitely did that is because, you know, like we're talking about, they probably realized that, you know, they do need him. Not a time like this, they, they do need him. Because, like you said, they're, they're slipping down standings, KD's out. So now you definitely need them because, you know, Hargan can do it, but they don't have a lot of – they don't really have, you know, the pieces, the women pieces, you know what I mean? Like, if it's just Hargan by itself. So, I mean, that's where they feel like they need to bring Kyrie in. But the whole thing about Kyrie, like I told you, his, his whole stance is bigger than basketball. He just yeah. doesn't agree with some of the – you know, protocols is coming along with it. And I will say, though, I do agree. Really I, I will say, though, like, one thing, one thing I, that does bother me about the, the NBA, the New York City protocols is that they have us that, oh, home players, like, player, like, local players, like, Knicks players and Nets players, like, they all of them have to be vaccinated or they can't play. It's stupid. But, it's stupid but, but, because... But, but, but people, like, visiting teams, like, if someone on their team is unvaccinated, they can still play. Like it's That's bullshit. What I'm saying. I was just it's about bullshit. To say like either if you're, if you're gonna have a vaccine mandate, have it for all players. Yeah, Bradley have Bill's for all players. You know that, right? Bradley Bill's vaccinated. He was playing in New York. So exactly. I it's, exactly. It's I agree with that. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I agree with that. I, you can't. I, you can't be limited to New York. And I could. I and I. Could, if Kyrie Irving is like bothered by that, I am completely with Kyrie on that one. I'm completely. I agree 100. percent I agree 100. Yeah. He's basically saying, "Why should I get vaccinated and not play?" And there's a lot of NBA. I see what he's doing. Like, it's not I see what he's doing. Yeah, I see what he's doing. I, I kinda at first I was on Adam's side with him. You know what I mean? I was like, "Come on, dude, just play." But um, as I was watching IG Live and and I'm seeing everything unfold now, now I kind of I kind of see why Kyrie's doing it. He's trying to send a message. Um, it's. I just feel like he, he's doing a good thing. I honestly think so. I, I see where he's trying to get to the point at. And I, I don't I don't blame him. I don't hate Kyrie for that. I don't blame him. I don't Sorry, him. Adam. We we flip. We flipping sides now. You're flipping sides. We're changing sides. Yeah, man. I, I just bad. I mean, I mean, I, you, you, so we've heard this on this podcast, like we we talk about the vaccine before on this podcast. We honestly like I we said before like if you're able to get the vaccine, we're not going to discourage anyone from getting a vaccine. In fact, we encourage people like on this podcast. Hey, hey, like if it, hey, we encourage people like if you haven't gotten vaccine for COVID yet, definitely do so. Like but we, you gotta, we definitely we definitely, we definitely, encur- we definitely encourage it, but we're not going to sit there and like um 
degrade anyone like um like for for not for like not getting the vaccine like um, like except for unless unless their reasoning is like like some conspiracy conspiracy theory BS like like if, they, well, if someone like, if someone has legitimate words about the vaccine like I'm not gonna blame them for not getting vaccinated I'm not gonna like criticize them like for not getting vaccinated I I just think the whole point of that whole thing is that I feel like Kyrie feels like if you I mean obviously with this whole vaccine thing man now you. To really go in the public places, you really got to be vaccinated. To go to a game, you got to be vaccinated or show a negative test. You know what I mean? So this is obviously something that's, you know, going to yeah, be but in the world for with, with, I can understand, like, why people are, are doing that. Because with Omicron, like, surging like that, like, people, and with how many people are getting COVID, like, people are, like, people are, like, um, it, 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 people, like, I, I can understand them doing that because they want to protect people. Like, I don't know if you heard this story, guys. Did you see First Take the other day? Well, Steve Stephen A revealed that um Stephen A. Smith revealed that he actually that he we all know that he's been spe- and you know, he's taking some time off battling um with co- battling COVID and he almost then, died. Exactly, exactly. He revealed that um he was in the hospital, he had a hundred and three fever, that his battle with COVID like was real, really like um like rough. And the doctor told him that he, if he had not got vaccinated, that he likely would have died. But here, see, here's so, the thing so, that's so, a little... so, so, like, what, what, like, what, with these vaccine mandates, a lot of time they're for your own safety. They're for your own safety. Here's the thing that's weird about it, though. The thing that's very weird is that I've heard that a lot of people, I, I mean, I'm vaccinated. I haven't got COVID once yet, you know, luckily. I'm a knock on wood like, on uh, that. Yeah, I'm a really knock luckily. on wood. But a lot of, a lot of people are getting, COVID now after they get vaccinated so now it's just like it becomes to a point where like is a vaccination really a cure like here's the thing here's the thing though Marcel so here's here's what I'll disagree with you is that the vaccine like the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting COVID it just prevents you from getting like um like um like for most of the time getting really really sick or dying because the, the, the doctor told Stephen A. Smith if he had not gotten the vaccine he would have passed he likely would have passed. So the whole mm-hmm. point of a, of a, a vaccine, like so, it's it's still also worth it to get the vaccine because it really helps um your immune system pre- prepare for, um, for for COVID in case you come at, in contact with it. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying though. Uh, like a lot of people, uh, even some of like you know my close friends. I mean, that's like a lot of people think that getting a vaccine prevents them from getting COVID. That's not true. That's not true. I mean, like, it, but it, it, what yeah. it does is that it prevents you from getting really either a prevents you from getting really, really sick or b prevents you from dying. Like your chances, your chances of, of like dying for COVID or, or getting really sick for COVID are significantly, significantly reduced if you're vaccinated versus whether you're not vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, as long as COVID's in this world, man, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a yeah, little crazy. I mean, these past crazy. like what was it? It's been almost two years now since um this. This dismiss started. Oh my god! Yeah, March. March is gonna make it two years. It feels like how long has it felt like, guys? I, I am honestly, I thought by this time, COVID would be done with. Yeah. Uh, really that. I remember before. I, thought, I, I remember before, like um, I, I remember before, like um, when this whole thing started, thinking, oh, this will be done in like uh, August, twenty twenty or something. <laughs> 
Oh, um, you poor naive fool, then, Masana. You poor naive fool. All right, guys, but I thought I, I've had enough talk about Koro for one day and Carrie and, and Ned, uh, all that stuff. I've had enough talk about that for one day. So you, you guys know what I'm in the mood to talk about now. You guys want to guess what I'm in the mood to do now? The bits. Our bets of the episode. To recap us up episode, only two of us won our bets. Only two of us. Marcellus, you very fortunately were one of them. You had the Suns over the Pacers on the spread last side of the half. Suns blew out the Pacers. It wasn't <laughs> a low, so that was an easy 9.09 points for you, buddy. There you go. And another where um, me and Michael, like, Michael had Duke over at SC State, and it's probably he won that one. But me and Michael decided to go ahead to head. He took the Cowboys over the 49ers. I took the 49ers over the Cowboys. Michael Cunningham, guess who came out on top? <laughs> I won my bet. I add 13.0. If I can get away with murdering Adam right now, I probably would do it, I'm thinking. Alex, Alex, my friend, you had New Mexico State over Albert Christian. Christian. You had Southern Illinois over North Orwell, Texas over Iowa State. You, or they, I forgot to check the results of that game, but you told me you, you lost, right? Yeah. Okay. You want you 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 want to tell me which of the of the, the teams lost? Because I forgot to check. Um, I think it was uh, I forget also. Okay, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll double. You, you could go double check. Um, Grizzlies of a Mav- Chris had the Grizzlies of the Mavericks on my and Desmond on the over. Chris, my friend, unfortunately, the Grizzlies' winning streak came to an end, and so did Chris's three-bet winning streak. He was riding the Grizzlies really high during their insane winning streak, but unfortunately, it came to an end during the Mavericks. And Sam had the Pelicans over the Nets, Magic over Horns, Pistons over Raptors. Sam nailed his first last two bets, Magic and the Pistons. He only needed the Nets, um, the Pelicans over the Nets to complete what would have been a monster probably, but... Unfortunately, our my Nets beat his Pelicans, so that ultimately wrecked his parlay. To give it up, they understandings. Oh, oh, by the way, Michael Cunningham, you remain on our ring there. You remain in first place. 30 and 36 record, 379.06 points. I love how Michael's still in first place. I just checked, Michael. In your last 10 bets, your last 10 bets, you want to know what your record is? No, I do not. One and nine. I said no. <laughs> he's Michael Cunningham is one and nine in his last ten bets, and yeah, he still had, and yeah, he's still in first place by a wide margin. But watch out, Michael Cunningham, because I'm starting to catch up. I am in second place, twenty nine and thirty seven record, three hundred thirty point forty three points. Chris is in third place, thirty and thirty six record, three hundred seventy point seventy five points. Alex is in fourth place. He got knocked out of the top. Wait, no, he didn't get knocked out. He got knocked out the episode before that. 26 and 30. Alex is in fourth place. 26 and 40 record. 306.38 points. Marcellus, you remain in fifth place. 30 and 30. 36 and 30 record. 283 points on the dot. And Sam remains in last place. 29 and 37 record. 239.68 points. 
That's crazy. I'm in fifth place with a positive record. That's crazy. <laughs> you guys That's get crazy. more risky bets. You got guy gets become a gambler, Marcel. Become a gambler. I get like my risky. safe picks. I like my safe picks. Yeah, we like safe picks. You like, like safe, safe picks. picks. Yeah. You know what they say, like uh, Marcel, go big or go home. That's right. All right, but. All right, so we do not have Chris's bet yet. I'm going to try to... Yeah, we have his bet. We have his bet? What is it? Homeboy picked. Oh, yeah, I got it. He's taking Kentucky and LSU on my line in a parlay. Adam, are we allowed to do high school bets for high school basketball? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, because I want to put a very... For my nephew. If 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 we did high school bets, it would be kind of predatory, so no. Good point. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam, I have a question. How about Division Three hoops? Um, I was going to stay away my from that. My nephew is like, my godson is like the number one ranked high school player in the state, so that's why I was going in the, in the country. So. Okay. <laughs> I was going to go with DJ Wagner to score 30 or more. Okay. We wouldn't have been able to get you odds on that anyway, so, but we do have, um, um, Chris's bet, and we also have Sam's bet. Um, Matt, Sam's taking the magic and rockets on the money line in a parlay. Does this boy have no shame? Okay, okay here. Oh, by the way, Sam, I just asked Sam, you guys to talk about the Knicks, uh, Exxon, and um, Zion potentially leaving his Pelicans. We received a statement from Sam about, um, about, um, about, about that. You want to hear what he had to say? What, what did the Buffoon have to say? Quote, even if he leaves, he's too much of a liability and won't do well with the Knicks fan base and will, uh, as he will take time to be a player he's made to be. And they won't allow him as they will expect a lot of him right off the bat. Just sounds like a sore loser. <laughs> it sounds like a little girl. <laughs> sounds like somebody on his, um, on his period. All right, but I'm I'm gonna go with my bet now, guys. I've got a really juicy one. I've got well, something that is, I feel like it's gonna really be juicy. I <laughs> it's a road game. I'm only like um, I'm only like less than fifty points out of first place. So I need something that's gonna, you know, um, really, you know, um, kind of jumpstart me to really start to um, chip away at Michael Cunningham, like um, and his lead, if you will. Okay. So, uh, he, so you know what I'm gonna do? What? Go we, on, we, we, were ta- we were talking so much about this team during um, their last episode, this player. So, it's a road game. He's playing. They just came off a tough loss. I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets over the Washington Wizards on the my line. And I'm taking Kyrie Irving on the over 24 and a half. This game Kyrie Irving has been playing great basketball as of late. He, he scored, like, what was it, 28 points in the loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that's going to bounce back against a Wizards team that's good. But that's all right. even without KD, I still say the Nets are better than the Wizards. It's a road game that's played great on the road. And I think Kyrie is going to easily nab that over. I've got the Nets, Brooklyn Nets, under my line, uh, over the Washington Wizards, and Kyrie Irving 
over 24 and a half points. Who wants to go next? You know, I always go last, Pimpin'. You go last. So, Alex, you should should like to follow me. So, I'll do a parlay. I'll do a parlay if Alex isn't ready yet. No, Alex, you're ready, right? You know, Alex can't read yet. So, I am going to do one second. Um, Cleveland. one second. I'm going to do Chicago money line against the Cleveland Cavs. I don't know about that one. Zach Levine is still out. Oh, actually, can I change it? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know. Should he change it, boys? It, it, mm. it, he, he didn't lock it in yet. He didn't lock yeah, it in. He didn't lock plus, it in. Plus, yeah. we've allowed people to change their best from way later, so. Yeah. Uh, like, wait. Yeah, good point. Okay. Wait, I wait. Are you, are, you, are you texting Eli right now? Are you I'm texting on. Eli right now for bets? No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He, 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 he probably is. Shows your whole Sneaky, phone. Alex. That's sneaky. Don't worry, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I'm okay. about to say, you can't win without your own brother? <laughs> okay, I got it. So, I'm going to go at the Hawks money line. Who are Hawks playing? The Timberwolves. I don't hate it. And who else? I am going to do Capitals money line against Bruins. I don't hate that either. I don't hate that either. Hey, I don't hate that bad. My damn sale. I have the hockey band. Well, I, I I need to do one like um sooner rather than later. Yeah, you gotta do one, brother. Definitely, but Marcel, you're up. I'm gonna parlay Sacramento. Minus five and a half spread over the Pistons. And now I'm going to take the Jazz minus 12 over the Rockets. Okay, Kings over Pistons. What was the spread again? Seven and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half and. Jazz 12 over the Rockets. Jazz over. um, Who's Jazz playing again? The Rockets. Okay, gotcha. Minus 12, right? And Kings were minus 12, too. Cut minus five and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, Mr. Ringleader, Michael Cunningham, last up. Go ahead. I mean, I've been really, really pissed off right now. Because every time my team, I pick a team, they lose. Ooh, this Heat Trailblazer game looked good. Wait, hold on. Choose wisely. Okay. Because I know basketball better than anybody on this podcast. (laughs) Choose wisely. I'm going to go with the Warriors over Nuggets. But that's not until. that's That's in February. Let me get to January. Me for games of the week. 
Okay. I'm going to do Bucks versus Grizzly. No, 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 no. I'm throwing it probably. I'm going to do shit. This isn't... I'm going to do Bulls versus Cavaliers. Is it, is not Zach? Nah, Zach Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Zach Wien's not playing. I'm, I'm gonna do Mavericks over Raptors. Uh, I'm gonna do a parlay: Mavericks over Raptors in Dallas. The way how Dallas has been playing. Mavericks over Raptors. Okay, gotcha. And my Knicks over the Pelicans. That's a that's a gimme. Always a money line, right? Money line. Okay, Knicks over Pelicans. I want to do Warriors versus Pacers and, and have Curry give me 25 or more. I don't think you could do a Sangy product without the rest of them. So All right, I'll take out I will take out Raptors versus Mavericks. I'll take that game out. And you would have to take out Knicks and Pelicans too, I believe. Yeah, that's I can do a same game parlay with a, a three a two game parlay and a parlay of a game. I did that before. Let me let me check. Let me check. Um, she's done before. Hey, Adam. I just checked. It is allowed. I will allow it. I will allow it. You better allow my foot go up in your ass. I allow. I'll allow it. So <laughs> your your bet is Pelicans over Knicks. Mavericks Money over line. Raptor. Knicks over Pelicans. Warriors over Pacers. And Steph Curry on the over. How many horses over? Uh, his over is not up yet. I, b- I believe the Warriors game is for a Sunday. No, no, it's, thir- it's Thursday. It's, it's Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. Okay, what's the well, next? You said, you said he was taking twenty-five. I want to take twenty-five or more. Now wait, of course he's been scoring because you can't. You don't know what curse. He only had sixteen. You, you also want to do whatever the over is. I'm, I'm gonna go with twenty. Careful, I'm gonna go with- be careful, Mike. You only had like 16 or 18 tonight. He's in, he's in a little funk right now. Then I won't take him on the over then. Are you taking Steph Curry on the over for points or not? I'm thinking. Shut up. Okay. Don't rush me, you asshole. He scored 18. Who will they play? The Pacers. Yeah, you better hope that's not a blowout. Yeah, good point. I'm just going to take the war- the Warriors over Pacers main line. That's my two parlays. So you're taking Warriors over. Pa- Are you gonna? Do you want to do the Mavericks? Still want to do the Mavericks bet? Nah, just Knicks over Pel- Pelicans. Warriors over Pistons. Knicks over Pelicans. Yeah. Warriors over Pacers. Right. Yeah, you hear that song? You hear that? Um, um, the words of my man Lee Corso. You you hear that song, sweetheart? You hear that song? Go New York, go New York, go, go New York, go New York, go. Bing bong. Oh, first of all, all I right, got- guys, that's all for our bets, and that's all for this episode. Before before we close out the show, um, I do want to give um, Mike and myself the floor here. I mean, obviously, I'm going to talk about it too, but the other day was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so we do want to take some time to um honor the life and legacy of really like one of the biggest faces of um the civil rights movement and the ongoing battle against um racism like 
in this country and the world. So, Michael Marcellus, did you want to take the floor here for a couple of minutes? I'll take a floor. Here's the thing. As an African-American man, you have challenges. We had African-American men and African-American women and children had to live a lot in 300 years of this country. Racism. People said slavery wasn't that bad. Yeah, okay. We were exported from Africa to come to this country. First of all, we weren't supposed to literally be here on a map. They told them to go to the wrong place for slaves. I'm like, oh, fair enough. We get black people for free. Boom, boom, boom. However, a man, a, a man, a, a great visionary says, I have a dream. He had it. We want to change the world of rights. I think it was August 17. I don't know the. Uh, 1960, August 1963 was the greatest day for Americans, for black Americans, the High Have a Dream speech. Martin Luther King's mission is very important to me and my, and my family, and my cousin Marcellus. Because of our people, my great-grandmother, who came from Barbados, won the American dream, loved Martin Luther King. My family loves Martin Luther King. My father met Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, father when he was in college. My dad, my uncle, worked with Martin Luther King. So there's a lot of bloodline. There's a lot of bloodline in that. To tell you guys this, as a black man, I am fortunately proud. The day of Martin Luther King Day is the day of work, the day of recommends of the work he did for us, for, for all the achievements he did for black Americans, for all Americans. We had to live his mission is in each and every one of us. You got to know the dream to make it in this country. Do I think his dream is dead? No. We got to keep working to leave his memory alive with MLK. Because everybody says we support MLK, but however, some of y'all want to be racist. Okay, that's a problem with me. Don't say right. you support MLK. Don't say you you like MLK and you call me nigger behind my back. No, don't do that. Exactly, exactly. So don't say MLK was a great man and you're in the KKK. That's disrespectful. We are in 2022. Let's end racism once and for all. We all have red blood. We all, we all, humans. We all have a head, and we all, we all have blood that's red. I know what I am: a six foot two, two hundred ninety pound African American male. So I hope you guys recommend and watch and be proud of Dr. King's legacy. Who was taken away too soon from us on April 4th, 1968, around 6 o'clock p.m. in Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. So, Dr. King, I'm going to be having to get your game on. And all the King family, we appreciate what this man did for us, for this culture, for being our Jesus Christ. So, thank you. Amen, brother. Amen. I mean, Damn, I should be a My dad works. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you, saw, I don't know if you, um, I remember on Twitter I saw this um promo for um a there's a there's a animated film called Our Friend Martin. And I, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, I'm definitely. You gonna are kidding me. You it. never watched Our Friend Martin? No, I no no. Oh, I just Adam, heard middle school, I, I gotta watch school, it. I know, will... but but it looks really interesting. I'm definitely gonna sit down and watch. Adam, it in every middle school, they played. 
in my middle school, they did it. In my middle school, they did it. <laughs> On that note. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll express thoughts. Did you have any uh, thoughts? Or, 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 or. Mike, um, Mike pretty much said everything that I was going to say. To our viewers, thanks for watching Get Your Game On with yours truly, Adam Gersani, Michael Cunningham, Adam Gersani, Marcellus Murdoch, and Alec Gray. If you want to be have a question for the next episode, type it in on on, on on YouTube and we'll give you we'll give it for the next episode. So thank you. Stay lit. Love your family. Love your friends. Love sports. So thank you. And we are